Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Six Initiative podcast, where two friends get the chance to interview different professionals from various industries to share their insights, experiences, and stories. Yeah, so I actually remember the first time uh, we both met Kenson, same day actually. It was at a friend's uh, birthday karaoke party, and um, it was really peculiar because, like, uh, there's a lot of Asians in the room. Kenson, uh, she's the only black woman in the room. And then we start playing these Filipino songs, and she grabs the mic and starts singing. I was like, whoa, what the heck? I thought I was the only non-Filipino that could sing Filipino music. But yeah, nonetheless, Kenson is able to sing Filipino tracks. So that's a fun fact about her as well. Um, but yeah, crazy thing about it was uh, I didn't realize how many other talents she had outside of singing languages that are not her native tongue until uh, I actually followed her on Instagram found out she was up to so many different things so many different ventures I was like how are you managing all of this I swear you're around my age you're doing some crazy things so yeah I'm actually pretty excited about this episode yeah Kenson's like super fun to like just be around and talk to she's super smart when it comes down to business and just like she's smart when it comes to feelings I know that sounds kind of weird but um I think what I'm trying to say is that she's very, like, sympathetic and empathetic, right? Like, you know, she has, like, this little <clears throat> gift of hers, so to speak. Um, but, you know, she's a, she's such a good conversationalist. She's good. She's great to talk to. Um, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, we talked a lot of smack off the microphone, but on the microphone, like, she did drop a lot of good gems and stuff here and there. So, just a little background as to what Kenson does. Uh, she was able to, she was able to build a business pretty much by herself, and she is currently a nail technician, a waxing specialist, and also has a cleaning business on the side as well. As well, she also makes these crazy soaps. Um, if you guys follow her Instagram, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, as you can tell, she's like doing a lot right now. Yeah, she taught us uh, what a male Brazilian is called. Uh, Amazilian? Manzilian. Why do you keep going to Amazon? <laughs> I've been playing, uh, playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> but, uh, so I learned that much, and that's, uh, that's something that one of us is gonna get by the end of the year. So, keep tabs on Not that. It. Yeah, she's, she's doing really well for herself, and she's, uh, she's been killing it. I don't know, I see her all over the place, and, like, personally like have a lot a lot of friends that go to her for um nails and waxing so yeah man i don't know i don't need any of those services but i trust she does she does it well <laughs> your handicures are pretty blessed i really i really want to get a um pedicure Is that the foot one or the hand one the foot one those ones are great too yeah bro i i would kill for a pedicure like my feet are all types of messed up and I feel like that would just be, like, the best way to spoil yourself. Yo, when this quarantine is over, can we go get pedicures? I'm down. Okay, sick. Anyways, anyways, here's a podcast. We hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, make sure you check out Kenson on all of her Instagram handles. It'll be on the description below. Uh, make sure you check out Six Initiative as well. Um, leave us a comment. Let us know if you like it. Tag us post on your story whatever it might be you're on quarantine you don't have anything else better to do anyways any last words peter welcome <laughs> enjoy the episode guys <laughs> wait what i used to buy like brown sugar from like bulk barn and mix it with olive oil yeah see i and, use like, that for my face 
Yeah, that's good too. I use it on my whole body, once a week. Oh, okay. So it's supposed to be for your whole body. Well, you should exfoliate your whole body. It makes you like real soft, you know. I need to order more. Mm-hmm. But I swear, stuff that comes with in exfoliating bottles is like super tiny. So how am I supposed to exfoliate my whole body when I have so much surface area? <laughs> well, like okay, I do sugar and oil. Do you use a loofah? Yeah. Yeah, squeeze like the brown sugar into the loofah. Oh, the scrub. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's an exfoliant. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And you just you know. I've been you just, exfoliating. Yeah, you just you know, give it a good scrub. Okay, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us today. Thank you for having me. I am super excited for this. I guess you can just introduce yourself, talk a little about what you do, um, and we can kind of go from there. Okay, so my name is Kenson Stewart, and I'm the owner of Trevene Beauty by Katia. And I offer, um, right now I just offer Brazilian waxing, or general body waxing services, and nail care. So acrylic nails, acrylic extensions, um, pedicures, manicures. And body waxing, yes. And I do have a cleaning company as well um, called Katia's Cleaning. <laughs> so you kind of just do everything? Yes. <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, so it really sounds like you do a lot. And the big reason why we, I wanted to talk was because I know your journey into business was like, it's it's different. Yeah. A lot of people now, they want to, they aspire to become entrepreneurs. Like They, mm-hmm. they really go into it. So... Um, when we first met, I remember when you told me about how you became a business owner, we told us about how you want to become a business owner or how you became a business owner. Um, I remember laughing a lot. So, um, it's something that I think a lot of people should hear and kind of get that different perspective. So, um, how did you get your business started? So basically, um, I went to university and then I went to college and then I went back to university. So I've always been the type of person that um, I kind of do change my mind a lot. And I'm the type where if I'm not comfortable with what I'm doing, I'm not going to do it. I won't force myself. I won't try to make it work. Like I'm just not doing it. So after I had graduated and I worked in my field, so I graduated doing like business and accounting. That was my field that I graduated with. And I worked in the field. And I'm thinking, you know, I made it, you know, I'm here. I actually did get a really good job. Um, it was salary, but it was really, it was good for 20. I was 20. Yeah, it was really good. Where was it? Um, it's called March of Dimes Canada. It's a nonprofit organization. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard about it. But they were great, like great hours, great benefits. Um, it was like for somebody that is into the whole nine to five setup, it was wonderful. And I was absolutely miserable. <laughs> I was miserable because I was thinking, I'm 20 years old. I'm working Monday to Friday. My shift was um, like 8.30 to 4.30, which is it's decent. You know, for most people, that would be decent hours. But I hated sitting in one room doing one thing. I was in a room with like eight other women. And, you know, I did. Off- I had friends. But then, there, of course, there are some people that are just miserable in life. And, you know, they made me miserable. And there was Louise. Okay. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> Louise. You have to say it like Louise. <laughs> she, every single day, like, she made it her life mission to make me miserable. Like, it was her daily goal. Like, she didn't like you or she was just a miserable person? Um, A lot of people complained about her. But I personally think she, like, specifically targeted me because, so what it was... Was I was in the accounting department, but I was working with Canadian veterans. 
So every caseworker had like anywhere from 20 to 40 veterans. And there's about eight caseworkers. So imagine like, let's just say an average of 30 veterans for every eight. And I'm managing all of those veterans. Like it was a nightmare. And so she always felt like I had to prioritize her set and if I didn't do it, she would put all, most of her work on me. And also she was in her 50s and I'm here in my 20s. So I feel like she felt like, oh, you're young. Just like do everything. It's fine. You don't need a lunch break. Like her. <sighs> yeah, she was very much like that. So that kind of made me like really miserable. Um, and then they started to ask me to like, they'd be like, oh, um, so-and-so from HR didn't go and do their work. So we're just going to bring everything for you to do. Or they'd make me go into my car and make me drive and do errands for them. And I'm like, I did not sign my contract to be getting in my car, leaving my place of work to go do errands, to come back, sitting in traffic. I was not having it, like at all. So I enrolled back into university. And then they went on strike. (laughs) (laughs) Was it your? Yeah. So I quit my great day job. Go back to university and I had a professor there who was really nice. He like, I think he really took to me in terms of like personality. And he said, let me tell you something. We're going to go on strike. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but we're going to go. He said, you should pull out now so you can get your money back. Wow. Wow. And I was like, that's so nice of it. It was. And I was like, are you sure? Because if I pull out and you guys don't strike, it's going to screw out. It's going to screw everything up for me. And he's like, no, no, no. Like we are going on strike. So that same day I pulled out and literally two days later they went on strike and i believe that strike lasted like four and a half to five months or something like that mm-hmm. some of my friends were on vacation they what were living year lavish. Was that? um was it 2017 oh okay so that's the second strike. yeah it was or, a, it was yeah. the second one yeah i dropped out of the first one mm-hmm. i was like mm-hmm. oh your prop saved you from getting yorked no, he really, like, he really saved my life, honestly, because I already went to university, college, went back. Like, I don't have the coin to be wasting anymore. Right. So I thanked him for that. But then Grandpa's looking at me. I'm looking at Grandpa. Grandpa's looking at me. And he's like, I paid for you to go to school. And now you're sitting here unemployed and not in school. So what's up? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, it's either you get a job go back to school or you're getting married like something needs to happen (laughs) you know the old people right he's like are you getting married i was like uh not that i know of he's like so then you need to be in school or working like what are you doing so that's the point where i decided to like start my business and i did waxing because i used to wax my friends in high school for fun what (laughs) yeah they used to come to my house like i just had like two like best friends They'd come to my house and like we'd wax each other's legs and stuff and like we would, it would just be funny to us. We'd use like oh, the microwave wax. Yeah, we tried oh, okay. we tried the Brazilian one time, but it just wasn't working out. <laughs> so it was mostly just it was mostly legs. <laughs> and like we were just having a good time and you know fooling around. And then eventually she's like, you know, why don't you offer that like from home as a service? And I thought that was crazy, but I found a course. Um, from an, uh, an aesthetic school in Brampton and or in Mississauga and they allowed me to do just like a portion of the course because I didn't want to do the full two year like I don't I didn't want to do the full thing oh cool I just wanted to specialize in waxing oh, and sorry. that's how I started yeah so when you decided waxing was it literally just like oh this is something that I used to do like let me get better at it and offer it as a service or 
is there a little bit more to that thought process? Or? For me, like, I'm really, I like, I like people. Um, and I like when people feel comfortable with me. And I wanted a service where I would be able to meet people, interact with them, break down barriers with them in ways that maybe you wouldn't do that in a different setting, but still have it be a job, if that makes sense. I'm, I don't like mindless chatter. I hate that. How are you doing today? How was your week? I'm not into it. Like, <laughs> If I have to spend my days talking to you like in a work setting, I want to actually get some kind of substance out of the relationship. Right. And I feel like with waxing, obviously, people get, you have to get comfortable quick. <laughs> you have to get comfortable real quick. And you have to, um, you know, as a like as the person offering the service, I have to make you feel comfortable with me. And I've, I don't want to say I've mastered it, but I think I'm really good at it. Like, I'll have a completely, like, a complete stranger come in, and she's all shy and nervous. And then by the time she leaves, she's like, can I add you on Instagram? Like, can I have your number? Like, let's go out to eat. And I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I actually have some clients that have been begging me to go out with them, like, to just to have fun. Because that's the relationship that you develop. So that's what I got from, from waxing, That's personally. so cool. Yeah. Well, what did you call a, a guy wax again? It's a manzillion. A manzillion. Yes. Okay, Peter. So whoever gets dunked on first has to get a manzillion and a thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bet. Bet. Is this for real though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm all yeah. in. I like that. And the other person has to pay for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bet. Bet. Okay. Like for real though? Yeah. yeah it's not fair. I have more hair than you. Yeah, but yo, we're not gonna get into this. Not on here. Wow, it's a bet though. You heard it. <laughs> so. You got started with waxing. Mm -hmm. uh, you were doing it from home. Um, how did how did you grow uh, your waxing business? How what was that like? So initially, it was just um, you know my friends told a friend, and it was literally just you know a couple of people. If I could be honest with you, I maybe had maybe had like five clients a month, and it was all just like friends that I knew. It wasn't anything enough to sustain myself or nothing like that. So. I went and got myself a hosting job um, on the side, mm -hmm. or I guess that was the main one. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a complete nightmare. I worked at a sports bar, and the boss would always get drunk. He would try to kiss all the girls that worked there. Um, but a lot of the girls were like either low income or single mothers or something where they needed the job. Right. And you know me, if I don't like it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm not into this. So I quit that one, and I went to another hosting job, and I was just hosting and doing sports bars and I had a conversation with my mom and she said you need to like one of the best things my mom has ever told me is that you need to find where you fit in life and accept it right if you're not the type of person that can do the nine to five you need to accept it if you're not the type of person that can be an entrepreneur you need to accept everybody has a place and I feel like where people mess up is they try way too hard to fit in somewhere else because Sally Mae is doing this, so I gotta do this, and oh, they're making money doing this, and it, it's not, it needs to be from the core. So when she said that, I realized that I enjoy waxing. This is something that I, I like having my own business. And at the time, I didn't have any online booking or none of that. It was just call me and, oh, I'm free, okay, come, type of thing. And at that point is when I really focused and pushed my business I, I redid my space as best as I could to make it comfortable and at the time it was just a small room in the basement um and like you know just did my little little um rebranding and um 
kind of pushing my business, getting cards, and then I started to give them out to people. And then I had like my first stranger, like a person I didn't know. And it was like, I was like all shaky. And she said she loved it. And she's she's been my regular client for the last like three and a half years. That's so crazy. it's great. But when I first started waxing like complete strangers, I was like, oh, so nervous. But that's when I realized, okay, this is, this is getting somewhere. Yeah. I like it. And I just continued, you know, pushing as much as I could. And I think it's crazy for, and it's important for me to bring this up. Is uh, you were doing this when you were twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Like that's when this whole this whole timeline yeah. of this whole podcast started when you were nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. So everything you just said was like what like a six month period. Maybe? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Essentially, um, that's crazy. Like to be taking that much action to have that awareness uh, at such a young age. Like I got started with my business when I was twenty, but it was nowhere near with like the the realism that you had yours my my concept of business was like yo in five years like i'm gonna be like living on a beach (laughs) that's i thought that too yeah and it sounds like you had a lot more groundedness when you got started um is that just you or is that uh like where did you get that from i've always been the type of person like i have to make it happen because I don't have parents to run to and say, I need help. Can you help me? I don't have that option. I don't have really any one that could... Like, I've been financially on my own since 17. And the only thing that I was blessed enough to have was to be able to live at my family home. That's the only thing that I've been able to do. My grandfather goes back and forth between the country. So he's never home. You guys have seen, he's never home. Right. And at the age of 17, you know, you have to figure your stuff out quick. There's no time to, you know, there's no time. Whatever you're doing, you need to know what you're doing. I don't I didn't get that luxury. I I think it's a luxury personally of being able to just start a business and, you know, mess around with it and do something else and mess around with it. And whatever I started, I had to say, okay, are we doing this? Like, is this what we're doing? Okay, great. Let's do it. Let's get it done. And it gets done. That's how I am. So once I decide I'm going to do it, it gets done. Even my cleaning company, like everything that I've done, it was like, all right, I woke up. This is what's up. Let's get it done. Because I had to sustain myself, right? And thankfully, you know, my brother and I, we work together. He's very, um, (laughs) he's throwing gang signs. We work together (laughs) and he's very supportive. Everything that I've decided to do, he was very supportive. Um, He invested a lot of his own money into redoing my studio space as well for me. Which is, it's a big, it, like, that was huge for me. Because I take up the whole basement for my work. And he could have said, yeah, I'll help you, but, I, you know, I want a gaming room down there or something. You know, it's all for me. So it was it was really good to have him there supporting me. Um, but at 20 years old, I came at the point where I, I think that's where I realized, like, you know when they tell you in schools, oh, go to school, and when you graduate, you'll get a good job, and then you'll meet someone, you'll get married, you'll have kids, and it's all fun, and it's all dandy? That That's the point where I realized that that was a complete lie. I was a little bitter. I was a little salty. Because of, the because of like, that work experience you had? No, because I just, I had this, I had this anticipation that I was, like, I thought it was going to go a certain way. I figured, mm-hmm. okay, I did the, I did the university thing. I started school, I started university at 17, because 
I did different. I was like private schooled for a while, so we got more yeah, credits. Yeah, seventeen's early, right? Yeah, we got more credits. What? I graduated high school at sixteen. What? I could have started university at sixteen, but I chose to wait till seventeen, and then I did like university and college at the same time, night and day. Like it was, it was a little wild, it's just so that I could make you know do the whole, the thing. Okay, so we did the school next. I'm supposed to work. All right, right, what's next? I'm not married yet. I thought that was what happened. <laughs> you know? So at 20, that's the point where I realized, oh, it doesn't work that way. You have to make your own footing in life. I really want to go into, actually, your cleaning company. Because I've met a lot of people who start their own cleaning companies. Because um, it's like a very, like, low-cost business to start. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's never a young woman <clears throat> that does no. it. Um, so what made you start a cleaning company? What got you there? Um, and you still do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's, what's that journey been like? You want to know the real, the real, I'm going to be real and raw here, guys. Um, I wanted to buy nail polish. That's, that's how it started. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> when I, so I was doing, it was okay. So the brand was Wax by Katia, right? Right. I went, got certified to do acrylic nails and nail extensions, and then I realized people, when they search for, you know, nail stuff, they're not going to really consider me because I say waxed. So they're already ruling me out. That's when I came and rebranded and did the whole Trevene Beauty. And I'll talk about what Trevene means later. Um, And so I said, okay, I'm doing nails great. Let's get the supplies. And nail supplies are actually extremely expensive. It's actually a very very expensive business to start in my opinion being a nail tech it's extremely expensive because it's constantly changing you know the whole all the girls having just one color that doesn't happen anymore hmm. you see that they yeah. got now that they got they the finger like, or they, they like got Winnie two, the Pooh right like Donald Duck on their yep. nails. they got all kinds of glitter sparkles diamonds gems flowers so you you have to get everything it comes out okay this okay we got sparkles all right we got glitter like you have to have everything and I didn't have the money for that. <laughs> so I literally took $100 to Dollarama. Oh, no, this is even better. My car shut down. <coughs> Let me give you guys the real tea. <laughs> My, so I'm doing, the, I'm doing the wax by Katia. It's, everything's festive. I'm doing nails on this half-broken table that I got from, a, um, got from a let-go guy. He was a nice little Indian man selling a table. He said, you want it? I said, yeah, I'll take it. And I think he was asking like $50 for it, but the leg was broken. So you, you I said, buddy, it. like yeah. if the leg's broken, okay, 40 No, the leg's like the leg was busted up. My dad had to like drill it and fix it. But I, I was already there. So I'm like, let's see if I could get, you know, okay, $30. All right, I took it. And I was doing my thing. But then I wanted to, like, I'm like, this isn't enough. Like I need, I need more. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a cleaning company. But then my car shut down. My tranny broke. And the front... I'm not a car girl, so don't, you know... I think it's called the axles. What well, well broke, Peter? You know the things with the legs? Not the legs. Oh, my God. The wheels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the axle? Yeah. yeah. My axle on the left side broke. So I was literally driving a car where the tire could have flown off in five seconds. And... Uh-huh. Um, I, I had no money like I had no money like I was like I can't afford 
like I'm, I'm freshly 20, freshly out of school. Like, you know, you remember 20? You remember the 20 broke? Do you remember that one? I don't. I don't remember 20. 20 was so long ago. No, you're not that old. Stop. I am. Literally, like, think of the days where if you went to McDonald's and you got yourself a meal, you were bawling. Okay? That's like student broke. So when my car broke down, the Arab guy's like, yeah, 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 750 to fix it. I said, 750? I don't got 750. But... I needed the car so I drove my busted up car to the dollar store and I got um, cleaning supplies I spent a hundred dollars I had a hundred and fifty dollars to my name I said Lord I'm about to spend a hundred of it please work with me I know I need to get my car fixed but I need to do something so I literally just went took the hundred got the cleaning supplies and I put an ad on Kijiji and I made over a thousand dollars in a week Cleaning. Just cleaning. Oh, so gangster. What the heck? Just cleaning, yeah. Literally. So if you want to make quick money, go clean someone's house. <laughs> That's <laughs> not necessarily the case. You have to... You got to work, man. Yeah. You got to work. You got to hustle out. Um, you, you have to You have to make it happen. Like, I, I would not sleep until I made sure that I posted every ad I could post. I posted on Kijiji Let Go Facebook. Um, I printed out... I took, what was it? How much did we spend? I don't remember. I think it was like 20 bucks. I took 20 bucks. Remember, I had 150 to my name, so 100's already gone. Right. I took, now I got 50 left. I took 20 bucks to Staples, printed out um, flyers. I went on Word. All right. Katia's cleaning, residential, da 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 da. <laughs> put a cute little white lady cleaning on the front. <laughs> okay. A little Russian lady. I put a little Russian lady cleaning on the front and a little, you know, animated photo and i went door to door on foot and i handed them out and i i just said okay i prayed and i said okay i'm waiting and we got calls in and i made over a thousand dollars in the week got my car fixed and then i said oh i kind of like that so i continued it and then i eventually hired girls and we started doing the thing and yes mostly older women are cleaning because mm -hmm. they're either you know, on pension and they want a little extra or they're housewives and they, they want something to do. But a lot of people do like having somebody young to come in. They, they feel comfortable, um, especially bachelors, <laughs> obviously. They want to talk to somebody. I've had people ask for cleaning just to talk. They want to hang wow. out. Yeah, I'm cleaning and they're sitting on the couch. So, you know, last week I had my guitar lessons. and <laughs> No, for real. They just want to talk to you and, and socialize. Mind you, you have to be safe, but I've never had any kind of weird experiences. That's all, they just that's want to talk cool. to you. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's pretty, it's great. And then families, you know, you, you meet kids, they draw you pictures. I had one, <laughs> her name is Leona. She drew a lovely photo of me cleaning her room. Because I used to clean wow. her room and I used to, she's Filipino too. And I used to make um, her bed really cute. And I would put her teddies in a nice way. So they'd always be doing something different when she came home. And she was like three. And she drew me a nice picture, and I had a massive broom in my hand. <laughs> and she's like, um, Tita Katia, this is you. And she gave me the photo, and it was just so sweet. You know, it made my day. I'm like, okay, this is what cleaning's for. You know, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Tita Katia. Yeah, she's so cute. I still talk to her to this day. That's so cool. Yeah, she's five now. So how did you manage to do that and your waxing at the same time? Well, at that time, particularly, my um, home-based business, was it wasn't 
as it is now. Right. I wouldn't be able to say it was my full time. Um, so I had I had time. Okay. I had the time. And I would do the cleaning early. Like 8 o'clock, we'd be on the road. We'd finish a house maybe in two hours. Maximum three if it was like a six-bedroom house. And then we'd come back and I would do my waxing. How, how much would a house pay typically? Well, I'm not cheap. Okay? So... <laughs> And I think I get away with it because I'm younger mm-hmm. and clients will develop like a bond with me. If it's a family, it's normally the mother that's asking for cleaning because she wants help. Right. And then she'll look at me like her, her, like her gal pal. So you get the bond there. If it's a bachelor, oh, it's a, a nice little young lady or some young ladies come into my house. So you get the bond there. And so the pricing, I'm able to kind of, you know, rack it up a little bit. But I do square foot. Um, so I, I consider your square footage and then I do basic and then I do deep cleanings so clients can pick which one they want. Um, so like, uh, a one bedroom house that's under, under 1200 square foot, if I'm correct on my website, I don't remember what it says. Um, that's about a hundred dollars and I could finish it in an hour. If I bring a girl, 45 minutes, if we're lollygagging and we're playing music, probably an hour and then i'll i'm nice i split it even all the time um with my girls i always split it even if they tip then i'll probably keep the tip or i'll split the tip it depends on my mood but i'm nice i always split even i don't do 60 40 anything just because like most of my girls have kids they they're hustling too you know they're trying to get for themselves so i really try to consider other people's needs and help them out too from your experience are women cleaner or men from my experience, men are cleaner. Really? Yes. yes. From, <laughs> my experience. <laughs> from my experience. What? But, like, in my defense, or I guess in the women's defense, the men that would book cleaning are normally bachelors. It's just them. And I would come every week or every other week. And so it there's only so much you could do, you know, George, in a one-bedroom condo, you know, in a week's time. And so it, the women were messier because normally they would have kids and they don't have the time. And I had one client that always left, always left her undergarments all over the place. And I was like, sweet, like they were pretty, but I'm like, can you put these away? (laughs) (laughs) Put them away. I was like, okay, I can see why you have five kids. But anyways, (laughs) she was really nice. Um, But that's the kind of stuff you see, you know, the, the differences there. The kitchen's a mess because she has three kids running around, you know. That's uh. I do upcharge for that though. <laughs> if there's like, if there's kids, I if you have a lot of pets. Oh, that. You know sense. what? It, like, yeah. You know, t- you got three huskies, and I have to vacuum this. You got to provide the vacuum too. I'm for not sure. playing with y'all. So you can make really good money cleaning if you know what you're doing. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, they're gonna swindle you because a lot of um undocumented are they? Und- is that what you'd call them? I guess people that aren't legally allowed to work in the country, they go to clean. Because it's the easiest, right? So they they undercharge significantly. So when you come in and you're like, yeah, this house is $200. They're like, "Uh oh, I thought you were going to charge 50. Oh, what? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you'd be amazed what people expect you to do. You would be amazed. Oh, no, I've never never been in a position where I could pay someone to clean clean my house or apartment. So... You'd be amazed. I guess when I get there, I'll, I'll know to, I'll know that if they charge two hundred, it's good work. 
Well, I mean, it depends. Some people, they, they don't. I know when I'm cleaning a client's house, I'm going to leave that place glistening. Okay? Even if the client is not home, which most of them, they would give me the keys. Mm. And I would go to clean. I want them to really like the clean, the, the job. Yeah, I'm charging you, but I'm, I'm paying for my time, paying for my supplies because I bring the supplies. I'm paying for my girls coming with me. They got to eat too. You know, even if I finish cleaning in an hour and I pay out my girls and stuff, it's still expenses to replenish and the gas. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can't come there and charge you 80 bucks. That's not going to cover anything right. where some people will want that. Right. So you just have to know what kind of clientele to, to work with, I guess. So it seems like you always kind of had a good idea of what you want to do. Um, did you have a mentor while you were doing this? I don't want to be that type of person that's like, I did it all on my own. I'm a strong, independent black woman, you know? <laughs> um, but I'm going to be honest, I did I did most of it by myself. And when I started... <laughs> yeah, he was, in, he was in the back, like, pointing at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get to him. When I started... When I, when I decided to, f- like, really go in with the home-based business, I did have a mentor from Chicago. Oh, cool. She had a nail business, and um, her name is Kiwani, and she changed my life. Like, I honestly owe her so much. That's a crazy-ass name. Kiwani, yes. I mean, Chicago, come on. <laughs> Chicago. I said, what's your name? She said, Kiwani. I said, okay. <laughs> okay, Kiwani. <laughs> And she, um, you know, we're both Sagittarius. We understand each other. Oh, we change our minds every two minutes. And she really changed my life because I, was, I wasn't happy because I wasn't running my business efficiently. I didn't have any online booking yet. Everything was kind of just out the window. It was a hot mess. And she really helped me out. How did you meet her? I followed her page and I said, oh, I love your nails. Oh, that's And it. we started talking. Yeah. She said, like my stuff. I like her stuff. So we DM and... One day, she video chatted me. <laughs> and I was like, we ain't cool like that with you? Except, she's like, hey, girl. I'm like, hi. You know, what time is it over there? <laughs> You're in Chicago. It's like an hour. Yeah, it's not, that, it's not yeah. that big of a difference. But she used to be up at like 12 a.m. Like, what are you doing, Kiwani? I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, uh, watching Caleb. Her son, and that's we we built a bond, a, a relationship, a friendship, and she helped me. She was like, "You need to do this. You need to do this. This, this, and this." Um, but that was probably last year. So oh. up until last year, it was just me kind of winging it, and my brother did support me a lot, literally, like a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. looking at him in the back. They're just sitting there. <laughs> He's like, I am the captain of this ship. <laughs> He really did support like my dreams and even when I was broke, he still motivated me and he's like, I know you broke, but you could do it, you know, but I know you broke. <laughs> we got bills, I'll pay the bills this month. Like he really helped me out. Get get on my feet. I mean. Um, one thing that I really wanted to bring up uh, when we uh, when we got to Sid is uh, one of the last times I saw you was at one of our events and I remember you mentioned that like you were kind of the, at this impasse where, like, you didn't know, like, how to continue to, like, push forward in your business. and the, Or, like, you know, maybe, like, get a job or something. Yeah. Um, and then you said you decided to kind of just, like, push forward um, with your business. And next thing I know, these soaps come out. And I, really <laughs> want, I really want to talk about these soaps because, like, it's, like, everywhere on my feed. And so it's, like, sorry. <laughs> and it's, like... 
these soaps are a big deal. So mm-hmm. can you like talk about it? Like how? Like what made you? First of all, how the hell did you figure out how to make soap? <laughs> Once again, it was an accident. <laughs> I'm not joking. Everything that I've done is an accident. Um, what it was? Okay, so I went to the hair store, and the Korean man. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, um, buddy. There was a Korean guy there. I had a crush on him for the longest time. I said, buddy, listen, I want to lighten my underarms because they were darker. And he's like, all right, you need bleach. I said, okay, give me the bleach. So he gave me the bleach, and I was using it and transformed my life. Like, I, I, I was lighter, like, you know, a couple shades. And then no one told me when you stop bleaching your skin. I only used it in one part, guys. I wasn't bleaching my whole body. <laughs> I love being black. But when you stop, your skin gets even darker. Like really? it gets, I think it's like a chemical reaction or a chemical burn or irritation. My skin was black like your laptop. Wow. <laughs> like it was, it burnt, okay? And so I'm, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I went to the kitchen and I just started like squeezing lemons and throwing in herbs and spices. Like I just did, you know, I was like, all right, I know lemon is a natural lightning agent. It is? Yes, it is. It has natural bleaching. That's why dish soaps all have lemon. I thought it's because it smells good. That well, too. that too. That too. Oh. So I'm just, you know, I'm just putting stuff in and I started using it on myself. And I was like, oh, it's working. Like after a few weeks, I'm like, this is lit. So you literally just threw a bunch of things into a pot and put yes. it on Yes. Whenever, okay, let me tell you, I don't have a recipe for my soaps. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they work. Okay, I don't have a recipe. I don't measure nothing. All right? This is old school Caribbean style yeah. cooking. Yeah, I was just about to say that. All right? That's like how grandma cooks. I make the soaps from scratch, so I did have to do some research on how to, you know, with the lye and all of that, getting everything, you know, making the soap from scratch. But the whole, the actual ingredients that I use, I'm, all right, throwing that in. Okay, throwing that. This week, let's throw that in. Okay, this in. Mix it up. All right, throw that in. Like, I'm not measuring nothing. And it works. <laughs> it's great. I think that's why it works. But you're using like all natural ingredients. Yeah, you can eat it. I, I wouldn't advise <laughs> yeah. you. But you can eat it. So yeah, it's great. That's yeah. That's so crazy. So I gave one to a client. I said, hey, I want you to try this and let me know. She's like, okay. <laughs> so she came back like a crack addict, scratching. She was like, you got more of that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know because I didn't remember the recipe. I just threw stuff in. She's like, no, it's okay. Just make me another one and do the same thing. Just throw stuff in. And so I made her. I made like two or three at that point. So she gave some to some friends, and they all came back scratching like little addicts. You got more of that? And I was like, ooh, I gotta get more. Oh, you got something. Yeah. So I got some more. Yeah. And then I did my first batch where I sold, like I put online. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, guys, you can buy it. And I was there like twiddling my thumbs. Are they gonna like it? it? You know, is it gonna work for some people? Is it gonna work? And I kid you not, they were like beating me down. We need more of that. Because yeah. I see you post that like you're making a more a batch of soap, but by the time I see your next post, it's like all the soaps are sold out. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. what is with these soaps? I'm very like, happy that it's gotten to that point. But yes, I will post and I order now and it'll be gone. I think, so I think one of the craziest things I saw was you posting like. Don't you transfer me money for these souls <laughs> to like confirm my I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they, the clients, oh, you got the soap? They would e transfer me money. And they're like, all right, I sent you $50. <laughs> I don't have $50 worth of soap right now. I got to make it. You know, like, give me a minute, you know? And so it, it takes also a whole day for me to make like 35 to 40 soaps will take me a full day, sun up to sundown. 35 to 40 oh. soaps. Yeah. 
but it's because I'm doing it from scratch and I'm in my kitchen, I'm dancing. Like I put my I put my heart and soul into it, right. you know? I'm not just doing it to make money. I actually do want to make something that my clients will like and they know I put my care into it. I have to clean out my kitchen. I can't cook for the day. Gotta bleach everything down, you know. Order KFC that day. Yeah, man, it's it's hard. So when I tell them, don't like, just give me a minute, you know, just wait. (laughs) How how often are you making these soaps now? Well, at this point, I'm trying to do a batch a week, but it is a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. Because after after I make the soap, it has to set or cure, whatever you want to call it. Then I got to wrap everything. Then I got to package everything. And I do have help. Sometimes my brother helps me. Sometimes my friend helps me. But I'm. it's normally me if I get a minute. Like if you guys weren't here, probably I might be. I actually did package soaps today in between my cleaning. Mm. So I package them, put them away, put the orders right. You know, it's a lot. So yeah, I'm trying to do it weekly. But most of the time I do a batch a month. I tell them, listen, get it while it's hot. If you don't get it, you got to wait. You have to wait. What, when yeah. did you start this soap thing? Last year, April. Last April. So it's yeah. been oh, wow. just about a year. Yeah. So in a year, how how many soaps do you think you've sold? Oh my gosh. In a year? Well, I charge $5 a soap. Oh, it's not bad at all. It's, no, it's lovely. It's okay. I might yeah. buy one. You guys, I mean, I'm not I greedy. I, you gotta wait a I'm, month. I'm, <laughs> stop! Can I pre-order? <laughs> yes, you can pre-order. I'd love um, to make my armpits lighter. If I were to be honest with you, I have sold at least five batches of soap and there have been at least 40 to 50 batches per... Soaps per batch. So, I've sold enough, I think. That's a lot of soap. It's... I mean, I'm one person, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can... But if I... Like, in one batch... Three hundred fifty dollars, four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing with it. Like yeah. if I'm selling sixty bars, ten, a hundred bars, like what I'm. One lady bought a hundred dollars worth of soap, and I was like, "What am I gonna do?" <laughs> it, it took me a whole weekend to fill fill her order. And so, it's just for a hundred dollars. Yeah, I was yeah. just. I mean, <sighs> I was tired, yeah. but I was happy because yeah. she was happy. Right. And she was giving them as gifts. So her, the people that she gave as a gift, ended up coming and asking for more. Mm-hmm. You know, I was under the impression that you were charging like twenty bucks a bar or something. No, that's the thing too. Like I don't anything I do with my business, I I do it out of the goodness of my heart. Mm -hmm. Yes, I could charge more. I really could, and maybe I should. But as of right now, I'm content with people being able to afford what I make, and they're appreciative. They're grateful. They refer people. So, I think that's where my success comes from. Is I'm not greedy. Mm -hmm. If you are greedy, I feel like. It, it, you know, adverse effects right. come from that. And I think this is where, like, a lot of my admiration for you comes from. Is because, oh, you. one, you're 23. Mm-hmm. Um, you already, you talk like you're 40. As long as I don't look it. <laughs> in terms of, like, um, I think how wise you are with, uh, with where you're coming from when it Thank comes you. to your business. But also the fact that you're 23, you have three different ways to make money. I feel old. Where if one's not working, you can step get to another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figure out figure out ways to go. Mm-hmm. And you've been financially supporting yourself since you were 17. Mm-hmm. Like I'm stressed. I know. I know. <laughs> um, one thing I did really want to ask you is, in terms of the beauty industry, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone is like. 
a nail tech now. Like every yeah. like lash tech, n- lash nail tech, tech, nail tech. Like mm-hmm. everyone does lashes, nails. Mm-hmm. Like personal trainer that does lashes, mm-hmm. or like a accountant that does lashes. <laughs> like everyone does lashes. Yeah. With that being said, like it's very like it's very uh what's the word that I'm looking for? Saturated. Saturated, yes, yes very it is. saturated. It is. Um, what did you do to kind of separate yourself as a, you know, uh, first of all, actually, can you talk about like what Trivene? Trivene? Yes, Trivene, yes, you said it is right. Is that like Fenty Beauty or Yo, something? first I thought it was Trevine. I'm so sorry. No, it's not Trevine. It's not Trevine. It's Trevene. It's yeah. literally Trinidad and Venezuela. Oh. Trevene. It is legally trademarked. If you copy me, you have to pay me. Oh, cool. Yes, I paid good money for that. It's like... So that's a... Yeah. Your other Instagram makes sense now, too. Venezuelanita? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. People from from Venezuela, like women are called Venezolana. So Venezolanita. Uh. (laughs) Ta-da! Yeah, essentially. You're from Venezuela? It's our family background. Okay. We're mixed people. Okay. But we're still black. Um, so what did what did you do to kind of like separate yourself from all these other nail lash techs that are you know trying to get into it but haven't been able to get as much ground as you have? I'm gonna be honest. You need to be grateful and appreciative. Greedy people only get so far. If you say I'm gonna be a lash tech because you're thinking about the hundreds of dollars, my lash tech that does my lashes. She's balling, okay? Easy, $120 per client, eight clients a day, easy, all right? Our slow day is like two clients, and that's already, like, come on. You're balling here. But if your goal is to just make money, you're not, you're only going to get so far because people are going to clue in that you're not doing this with care. You're not doing this because you care about the clientele or you care about their experience. When a client comes to me, I want to make sure you're comfortable. I'm giving you snacks. I'm offering you tea, juice, water. Not because I want you to go and, and, and refer people just so I can make more money, but so that you're comfortable. The same way you guys come to my house, I make sure you guys are... Because I was raised that way. You know, you don't have people come in your space and not offer them anything. Yeah, I've never had a black person feed me Filipino food. <laughs> you gotta spice it up, right? So I try my best to make sure my clients know... That if you come to me, I actually care about you, right? I've even had clients that have told me, I cannot pay you. I cannot pay you right now. I'll come another time. But I know their birthday's coming up or their kid's graduation or something where I know they're going to want to have their nails done or they want to feel good. I had one client that was depressed or some foolishness. She was going through it. And I said, girl, come, come get a pedicure and talk to me, right? She's been my client for three years. Now, I did a free service, and for some people, that they would never. Why would I do a free service? But that's, in my opinion, how you stand out. you got to show people that you really care about them because she's been my client for three and a half years, right? She's come to me, spent over $100 every time she comes to me. What is a, what is a, a one-time free pedicure? What, that's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, God makes sure that I get what I need so I don't mind giving back to my clientele or helping them or going out of my way to help them even if it's not business related you want me to support you with something you want advice i'll help you i'm there for you i think that's where i personally stand out 
because clients, when they refer me, most of my clients will say, yeah, she's an amazing waxer, but they talk about my personality or they like me or I'm funny or whatever, something else. That's, you know, what pulls me apart from the rest. And I do take my business very seriously. Whereas some girls, they're a lash tech or they're a nail tech, but it's, it's what I'm, I'm just a nail tech. Like, you know, I wear, I wear my business. Mm -hmm. If you meet me, you know, don't look at my hands though. Cause mine aren't done, but you know, I'm very passionate about what I do. So I think that also separates me, my passion, my drive. I care. I'm not greedy. Um, I show gratitude as much as I can, I think. And I'm humble. I think I'm humble. I could really stunt. If I, <laughs> like if I really were to tell people, do you know what it's like to go from having $150 in your checkings, zero in your savings? And I don't mind saying this because I know, I know that there are people that have no money. But they're on the gram stunting like they have it together. And they're afraid to let people know, I don't. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say that you don't. Because at the end of the day, what will set you really apart is is your drive to to come up. And but you have to be humble at the same time. So I don't stunt. Mm -hmm. But I would love to tell people, you know what I went through to get what I have. Do you know? <laughs> and I'm still not even where I like. I feel like I could be. Mm -hmm. But it's just you know you be humble. You let things come. You be grateful. And I feel like that will do the trick. Just tell them to listen to this. They hear all about it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I will. That's for sure. <laughs> I will. Um, no, I think that's a really great point. Like I've always been a fan of uh, free service. Like as a as a business owner and like just being able to kind of um, you know not be afraid to give out your service for free because a lot of people think that it devalues you. Whereas I think it actually just like shows your human side. Yeah. Um, but definitely I think in the beauty industry because it's such a personal like it is. you're in someone's face or you're in their... <laughs> <laughs> you're in other their, places. Like, other places. Uh -huh. um, there's that connection that you're, that you're creating. I'm so not forgetting that bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> for you to have that uh, that ability to connect with someone is, is going to be super important. And yeah. I can definitely see why that would separate you from other people. It's a gift, um, yeah. What would you say to... You know, let's say there's this, let's say there's this girl that is twenty that is looking to you know get into waxing or getting into, um, what's it called? Nail. Let's say nailing. nailing. <laughs> being nail, a nail tech. Being or... a nail tech. Um, if you could give her one piece of advice that someone with your experience has now could give to someone in that stage of their business, what would you give them? One piece of advice. Um, I would say that i would say i would say give yourself credit give yourself credit because as much as you might think you're not doing enough or it's not good enough like when i had my broken leg table i thought i made it and i got a i got a little wallpaper from amazon with a marble design so i looked fancy <laughs> and i butchered it but I, it, was I, a, it was a broken table with a marble design yes with a with the amazon yeah, you know hard to put on it was horrible it was it was the worst thing ever but at the time i thought this is great i was proud of myself mm -hmm. right now i have an actual professional nail table with a built-in vent that my brother did gift to me look at him look at him sitting over there <laughs> <laughs> with his legs crossed he did gift it to me um but even then at the time with my broken leg table, I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing it. So you have to give yourself credit and give yourself that time to grow. It's not going to happen overnight. It really is not, though. If you think you're going to be rich in five seconds, you're not. 
And even if you do get rich in five seconds, not having good management and not understanding how to how to build from nothing and not continuously going back from nothing is another skill set that you have to manage too. So I would tell her that. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think we got a lot from this. Um, is there anything I hope you want so. to ask Peter? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to add? Like you want to talk about specifically, um, like final words? Um, I do definitely want to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Because thank you. what? no one really asks me, like, my story. Mm. And I don't share it because I don't want people to think I'm bragging or I'm boisterous or anything. But it's really nice to be able to tell people, like, what I had to, I had to, all my life I had to fight. I don't know if you saw that movie. <laughs> but it's from a movie. But I really... What movie is that? I don't remember, but it's one of them slave movies, right? <laughs> One of them old slave movies. Um, and she's like, all my life I had to fight. But I really did. I really did. And I don't talk about it because I'm humble. But it is really nice to just let people know, like, it's okay to have nothing at one point. As long as you work hard and you're humble and you're driven and you are grateful to God, too. Because I personally am a, you know me, like, I do give a lot of credit to, to God for what I have. Because... There were days where I did not know if I was going to eat. And Davik's looking at me, and I'm looking at Davik. He's my brother, for those listening. And I'm like, so how are we eating? You know? Huh? My whole government. <laughs> oh, his whole government. Yeah, we're like, how are we eating? Like, what's up? Like, what's going on? And Grandpa's not in the country, so he's not feeding us. And our parents aren't feeding us. And nobody's feeding us. You know? Even when I had holes in my boots and I wore the same boots all winter with the holes and I got my feet were freezing, but we had to make it work. So it's okay to let people know those things because you don't know who else is going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, like for those who those who are close to me, like know my story. I'm not going to go into it like now because it's not the point of this podcast, but we can definitely talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's just it's so important to have these stories talked about because like you said what there's someone out there right now who doesn't know who wants to do something doesn't know how they're going to do it mm-hmm. and is just looking for something to cling on to yeah not necessarily even to see how to do it mm-hmm. but they just want to hear that someone's done something already mm-hmm. and that'll motivate them and push them to even try yeah and that's really what yeah. we're trying to do with this with this podcast and with these stories is like if someone can listen to this and be like, okay, if she can do it, that means I could do it too. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all I want to get out of this. So um, mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing your story. It's always so fun to talk. Um, we talked for like an hour before this. But uh, yeah, oh, we did, yeah. <laughs> we talked a lot of junk that we <laughs> put on the podcast. But, um, thank yeah. you for having me and listening to what I had to say. Awesome, thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Initiative podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a comment and review and follow us on Instagram at Six Initiative to keep up to date with our current projects. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from or any specific field you want to hear about, send us an email or a DM or a comment and we'll do our best we can to make it happen. If you know anyone who would benefit from this, please don't hesitate to share. Thanks again for listening and we hope you have a great rest of your day.